You can handle anything. Episode number 275. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming, complaining, or losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to be stuck. But I also know that getting unstuck from the emotional situations that control you is the most empowering way to live. In this podcast, you will learn how to manage your emotions so that you can feel confident in uncomfortable situations, be empowered in your relationships, and feel more in control of your own reality. Thank you so much for tuning in, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So this week, we're going to look at the concept of boundaries. And the reason I want to explore this concept with you today is because it's come up several times in the last few months inside of my community, the Living Deliberately Circle. So what I'd like to do on this episode is talk to you about what boundaries are, what they're not, and then I'm going to swing back and share some of the stories that I heard from my circle that I received permission to share with you on this podcast. So when you think of a boundary, what's the first thing that you think of? For me, I tend to think of like a line drawn in the sand, right? Or like you're playing a game of dodgeball where there's literally a boundary, right? You're on one side, your opponent is on the other side, and you are not allowed to cross that boundary and your opponent is not allowed to cross the boundary either. Otherwise, you're disqualified. So when you have that visual in mind, one may think that the purpose of that boundary is to control the other person, right? It's like to make them do or not do something. But the truth of the matter is, that's not really what a boundary is created for. The truth is a boundary is created to protect you. And at least as I see it, there is a difference between the two. In other words, if I'm playing dodgeball, the other person on the other side can do whatever they want as long as they don't step on my side. They can yell, they can scream, they can be passive aggressive, they can call me names, they can put me down, they can do whatever they want, as long as they don't cross the boundary that I set up, which in this case is a physical boundary. So in other words, I'm not controlling that person, other than to say they're not allowed to step on my side. And that's because that boundary was set in place to protect me, and of course, it goes the other way. The boundary is not about trying to change the other person. Can you see the difference? Now, of course, there are lots of forms of boundaries, which is beyond this podcast episode, but that we will definitely get into in the online workshop that I'm leading next week on boundaries, and I hope that you'll join me for that. But okay, let's agree that that is the reason that boundaries were created. They're created to protect you. Now, what's important to bring to the table is that you can't always assume that people know what your boundaries are. Like if you're playing dodgeball, the teacher will likely name the rules, which in this case includes the boundaries, before you play so that everyone knows what's going on and what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do, right? And the truth is some boundaries are unspoken and they're just understood by all. But in other cases, 
we don't think we need to set up a boundary because we assume people know there's a boundary when they really don't. And this is why sometimes you need to be very clear and express the boundary so that everyone is on the same page. So let's say you have a neighbor who comes to your house every day and expects to be able to come in and sit down with you and have coffee. You may not want that person in your house every single day, and so you have to put up a boundary. And the same goes for, let's say, a family member who calls you every day and they expect to have a long conversation with you, which you don't want to or you don't have time for. That other person may assume it's totally fine while you're feeling it's totally inappropriate. So a boundary needs to be put up so that everyone understands the playing field. Now, when you are clear, you can confidently express that boundary. The problem is most people don't know how to be clear, so they shy away from expressing boundaries out of fear of the other person's reaction or that the other person won't like them anymore or anything related to that. So for example, a clear boundary could look like you know, I really like seeing you, but I need you to call ahead of time and let me know when you'd like to come so that I can see if it works in my schedule. You're setting a boundary and you're doing it in a way that is fair and it's kind and respectful. Now, the other person may not like that you're setting a boundary. In fact, they may very well not like it, but that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is taking care of your own thoughts and emotions and actions. Now, you may think it would be enough to be bold and confident and express your boundary, but the truth of the matter is it's not enough. There's actually another part to creating a boundary, and that is offering a consequence if that boundary gets violated. So in this case, if the person shows up at your doorstep even after you explained the boundary, you need to set a consequence so that they know that they overstepped your boundary. So that may mean you don't answer the door. Or if someone's calling you or sending endless texts, even after you set a boundary, you may choose not to answer the phone. It is your responsibility to follow through with that consequence. Otherwise, the other person is not going to get the message and they are going to continue to violate it. Now, setting a consequence is not a bad thing. Remember, it is there to protect you. Just like if someone, you know, who doesn't belong in your house and they walk in, you would call the police, right? You wouldn't sit there worrying about what that person may think of you. You would do what you need to do to protect yourself. And it's the same thing here. Now, that person may still do the same actions, and that's okay as long as you keep implementing the consequences. Okay, so there's something else I want to talk about here, and that is that setting a boundary is not the same as you creating a rule book about how other people need to act in order for you to be happy. There's a fine line here, so let's see if we can explore this together. Let's say I have a friend who I haven't spoken to in a long time, and I really want her to be different. I want her to call more, but she doesn't, right? She's not crossing a boundary. Her not calling and me wanting her to call me more, that's just a need of mine for her to show up differently. But she's not violating a boundary in this circumstance. Can you see that? Or here's another example. 
Let's say I want to receive a hug from my kids first thing in the morning, or at least before they go to school. If my kids don't come up to me and give me a hug before I give them one, they're not crossing a boundary. I didn't even set a boundary with them, right? It's just something that I want them to do. Can you see the difference with that? Now, if I find that my friend spoke about me behind my back, or if my kid screams at me while I'm making him breakfast, that's crossing a boundary in both situations. And if they didn't understand that they crossed a boundary with me, well, then it's my responsibility to be clear and express that they did and what the consequence would be. So a rule book is more on the lines of telling someone what you need them to do in order for you to be happy. Like if I were to say to my husband, you need to bring home flowers every Friday. That's me creating a rule that he needs to live by. And as much as I want flowers every Friday, what I want more is my husband to be able to be the person he is and the person that he wants to be, just like I want him to give me that freedom as well. Now, you may be saying to yourself, but Shira, you have needs and it's your husband's job to meet your needs. Now, honestly, I would respond to that by asking you if that's true. Does my husband need to meet all of my needs? Is that his job? Now, you may agree with me or not, and that's okay, but I would say that that's not his job. And if I want flowers on any given Friday, my husband does not need to fulfill that need for me. I can do that myself. And that goes true for nearly all of my other needs. Now, it's not to say that I don't want to do things with my husband and that I don't want to have fun with him and that I don't want us to have good times together. I do. But at the same time, I don't want his role in my life to be the person who has to fulfill all of my needs. I just don't think that is his role. Nor do I see that as crossing a boundary. Now, if he cheats on me, that would be an example of him crossing a boundary. And there would be a consequence for that. But rule books and boundaries, at least as I see it, are two different things. So I have a few more things to say about boundaries, but I'd like to share with you first some examples from one woman from my circle. And I'd love for you to see if her examples resonate with you and also to see what you think about them after hearing my introduction about what boundaries are and what they are not. Okay, so in one situation, she gave a gift to someone and never received a thank you note. And she said that she believes that a boundary was crossed. Now, the question is, was a boundary crossed? And I guess the earlier question would have to be, was a boundary even set? Or was this more of like a norm of like what people, you know, should be doing? So while I believe it's nice and it is kind and it's a respectful thing to acknowledge someone when they give you a gift... I personally wouldn't set up a boundary for that in my life. Now, you may be different and that's totally okay. You may believe that somebody needs to send an acknowledgement. But in my opinion, nobody really needs to do anything. Like you may be able to give a gift to someone. They may not acknowledge you for it. And you can still, you know, continue on with your life. You may feel hurt by the lack of acknowledgement but it's important to note that the other person 
did not cause your hurt. And that's because they don't have the power to do that. The only reason that you feel any emotion at any given time is because of your own thinking. In other words, how you feel at any given time is something that is derived from within you. Now, on the other hand, if you want, you could set a boundary around this issue. So if you send a gift to someone and they don't acknowledge you and you feel hurt by that, which again is your choice, but we'll just leave it at that, you could say to that person, you know, look, I sent you a gift and I got hurt because you didn't acknowledge me. So the next time I send you a gift and you don't acknowledge me, I'm going to stop sending gifts. You could totally do that. But I have to say, as I just said that, it still feels like a rule book to me. Because if that person doesn't acknowledge you, again, the only reason that you feel hurt by that is because of you. That other person can't make you feel hurt. How you feel is your choice. Because the bottom line is you're giving a gift because you want to give a gift. And you could potentially just leave it at that. You could consider giving the gift and having no strings attached. If they acknowledge you, great. If they don't, well, you can ask yourself, why do you need the acknowledgement? Really? Again, this is not to say that I'm not a proponent of acknowledging one another, because I am. But if you gift something to someone from the bottom of your heart, my question really is, do you need to receive acknowledgement for it to be happy? And of course, if you answer positively, then yes, you would probably need to set a boundary and not send any more gifts to anyone that has a history of not acknowledging you, which is fine. That's the boundary that you might need to set. Let's look at another example. So this woman keeps a kosher home, which means just as an example, she doesn't eat milk products and meat products together at the same time. So when people come into her home, you know, they are supposed to respect the rules of her house. And if they don't, like if someone walks in with a turkey and cheese hoagie, she's going to put up a boundary by telling them that they can't eat that in her house. And I think that one was pretty clear. But here's one more example. She said, what if a family member is visiting and they're staying over and they don't keep the house the way that she likes it? She said, in fact, what if they intentionally mess it up and intentionally don't clean up after themselves? She asked me if she should set a boundary around that, or is it just supposed to be common courtesy that they should know what to do, even though that guest thinks that, you know, her rules are silly or outdated? So what do you think? I think if we go back to looking at the definition of what a boundary is and why we create them, we'll remember that boundaries are there to protect you. Not to protect you from getting hurt, remember, because how you feel is always up to you, but protect you from living in the reality that you want. So if a guest comes to your house and messes it up, especially if they do it on purpose, and they don't live the way that you want your house to be, you can absolutely set a boundary and explain to them that if they don't keep it the way that you exactly want it, or at least if they don't try, they won't be invited back. They can't live there anymore as your guest. In other words, that person can live however they live in their own home, but in your home, you set a boundary to protect you. Now, I see this as very different from the thank you note situation, which is more of like a social norm or a common courtesy. 
that many people, quote unquote, should be doing. And then the question is, how do you react to others who are just being themselves and who don't share the beliefs or the norms that you have in your life? And the truth is, it's probably best to look at each situation on a case-by-case basis to really understand what's going on, what the story is, if you need to create a boundary, or are you just creating a rule book for other people to follow? And that's why, as I mentioned earlier, this month's online workshop is going to be focused on boundaries. Next week on Thursday, August 11th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, you are invited to join me on an online workshop which is the three-step process to creating healthy boundaries. And in this workshop, we're going to be able to dive a lot deeper into your personal life situations. You know, something else about boundaries is that I think a lot of people are afraid to put up boundaries. And I think they're afraid because they're nervous about how the other person may receive that boundary. And they may also be afraid because they may feel selfish in putting up the boundary. But it's important to remember that boundaries are not about the other person. Boundaries are for you. And so if you find yourself feeling stuck, setting a boundary is something you may want to consider doing in your life. And by the way, the boundaries that you set are not limited to relationships with other people. You can, and I think it's very valuable, to even set boundaries with yourself. And I'll talk more about that in the workshop next week. I would love for you to join me. If you are on my newsletter, please watch for the emails I'm going to send out soon for the details on how to enroll in the workshop. If you're not on my newsletter, please send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you the link to enroll. In the meantime, and to prepare for the online workshop, I would love for you to start looking at your own life and start thinking about where you may want to put up some boundaries. Where do you feel people in your life may be overstepping your boundaries? Where may you have not expressed your boundaries out of fear of someone's reaction? And where may you want to start putting up a boundary with yourself? And what would that look like? So you learned a little bit about boundaries in this episode. The workshop next week is going to be powerful and transformational, and I really hope you choose to join me. Thank you so much for being with me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to invite you to join my community of amazing women who are practicing to get unstuck and live their best lives. It's one thing to listen to my podcast. It's another thing entirely to actually bring this work into your own life. And even if you try... I can almost guarantee you that doing this work with me as your coach is going to help you create more possibilities in your life than if you try to do this on your own. Because let's face it, life can be hard, but inside of my community, we're all in this together. Head over to my website, shiragura.com to learn more about my group coaching program or contact me via my website or Instagram to set up a time for us to meet. I look forward to meeting you soon.